This next record is dedicated to some personal friends of mine, the LAPD. For every cop that has ever taken advantage of somebody, beat them down or hurt them because they got long hair, listen to the wrong kind of music, wrong color, whatever they thought was the reason to do it. For every one of those fucking police, I'd like to take a pig out here in this parking lot and shoot them in their motherfucking face. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you have never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mir, and I'm the movie editor at AI. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who's making his sixth or seventh return of the year. I am Danny, and uh, I might be gone in like a month or two. Also joining us is the host who is weeks away from running the best brewery in the <gasps> Southwest. Weeks? Yeah, that's, that's thank you. I'm Blake. Weeks away. <laughs> for the time being, he's just some guy who watches movies. Yeah, for the time being. Drinks a lot of beer. And drinks a lot of beer. So I, I've been in El Paso for a couple of days now. A few days. Now. Um, the heat here, it, it almost feels refreshing compared to Central Texas. Wow, and we're at like our most humid we've been all I year. I know. I know, and I'm. I was. Someone told me that they were. Someone was actually complaining about the humidity yesterday, and I was like, "This is bad humidity for here." I was like, "I'll take it." <laughs> oh, dude, I was literally complaining about the humidity like two, three days. Well, it's just been raining a lot. So we've yeah, had more, we've had more rain in the past week than we get like all year almost. Thanks and, a lot, uh, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad, glad to help out. Hey, man, I'm not complaining about it. I enjoy it. I, I like. I, I like mosquitoes, <laughs> but. I was sweating my fucking royal ass off out at the fucking out the work uh, the other day, and I I literally complained about the humidity. I looked it up, and it was like thirty eight percent. So nice, so yeah. nice. <laughs> dry as a bone. The 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 flight we had here is probably the worst flight I've ever been on. Um, the actual flight itself was fine, but there was like you guys had the huge downpour here, and there was a bunch of flights that were canceled. Yeah. Thankfully, ours wasn't, but we were on the tarmac for a good, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours. Oh, yuck. Yeah, which sucks. Um, and then when we got here, uh, it took about I don't know, almost an hour for me to get my luggage because we did we uh, checked our bags in. Regina actually, hers was lost. Thankfully, they it what? was they, it was in Dallas. It's because lots of planes are canceled. Oh. I don't know why our bags were. I mean, we checked them in at the same time, so I'm not quite sure why they didn't travel together. You would figure yeah. if one was lost, they would both be lost. But um, what airline did you fly? I did American. American. So mm. I, uh, a coworker, I guess, a friend of mine. He and his sister just traveled recently. Lost both their bags on the way back. And uh, took like days for them. Like, what's what the going fuck? on? Everybody? Were they on American also? I don't die. They may have been. They may have been. I feel like they might have been Southwest, but I mean, you know, I like, love Southwest because it's, you know, it's free to check in two bags. Yeah. Yep. Um, but because, you know, as you guys are well aware, and I've talked about College Station is like the mecca of the United States right. and certainly of Texas. I mean, they're the most, they have everything. There's nothing that you can't find in, <laughs> unless you want to go to anywhere fun or, you know, <laughs> but, um, we the the airport there probably has a capacity of like 50 they only fly um southwest doesn't fly through there oh wow yeah yeah serves them right well i was about to ask where you flew out of so there's a there's an airport in college station yeah it's called easterwood um it's about i mean i'm sure there's farms in college station that are bigger than that airport 
definitely. It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a tiny, tiny little airport. Like, and the the flight that you take into and out of Easterwood, it's it's an American Airlines plane, but it's like one of those where one side of the plane it's all one seaters, and the other side oh. has just two, like tiny, tiny plane, really, really tiny. I, I did that kind of flight going to DC, and that shit scared the fuck out of me because I was yeah. like, why would why am I going to a big city in a small plane um but you know that was delta and that i'll never fly delta again you know they did have on on this flight now last time i was on a plane was january uh before covid so this is uh, 2020 i guess on this flight they had this thing so you know they have the drink tray obviously but mm-hmm. they had maybe you guys have seen this before but they had a thing up at the top uh kind of like a drink tape tray but it's a tiny one and i was like what the hell is this but you can put your phone in there and there's like a thing above it that kind of locks it into place so you could put it in you could put it in portrait mode or you could put it uh horizontally or vertically however you want to put it so that way you don't have to hold it up while you're watching uh movies or whatever the case Mm. and then it has like a little pocket to put your headphones or charger and then there's usb ports in the chairs also which i've never seen any of that so I, i have a quick question so this recently came up on another podcast i was listening to and i guess i mean i don't i'm not like a worldly traveler or anything i don't i'm not hopping on airplanes all the time so i don't really know the etiquette but like i'm not a small person like i'm kind of a big person you know like yeah and so when i when i get into an airplane like i shoot for aisle seat because i can like stretch yep. my legs out mm-hmm. and and i will recline re, i will recline if i can recline the chair but yeah. it's come to my attention that this is like is this a terribly rude thing to do I personally don't think so, um, but uh, it's funny that you bring that up because so the, the little small plane, like it, it sucks. Like Regina and I were in the same uh, road sitting next to each other, but it's so, so tight in there. And then the right. second plane was, you know, your typical three seaters on each side. So right. it's a little roomier, but um, <laughs> the flight was strange because there was this girl and I didn't see her, but Regina swore that she was like a porn star or a stripper. <laughs> uh, the w- woman next to me was like tatted up from like her face down to her feet, I think, because... I mean, cool. she was just covered in tattoos. Uh, there's some people sitting in front of her that um, they just, they couldn't figure out how the seating worked for some, even though it's assigned seating. Like they kept getting up and moving around. And it was one one lady, like when they came by to buckle the seatbelt, she was like, I can't buckle the seatbelt because then I'll be trapped in the plane. And <laughs> like the, the the stewardess had to yell at her. And so it was kind of weird, but the, the leaning the, the, the chair back thing, a couple rows down, I was like, it's been like, I don't know, 30 minutes. And I'm just kind of, occasionally glancing up to see what the hell's going on and this person leans their chair back and the person behind them had their phone locked into the thing i was talking about uh-huh. and i don't know what they were watching it looked like they were watching like a twitch stream or something okay the guy in front of them leaned back so they got up and they you know they, they poked them on the shoulder and they were like i don't know what they said i couldn't hear them but the person pulled their chair back dude okay so it's definitely maybe the internet's just done this over the past few years or something but i'm i'm totally i'm petrified of reclining i won't do it again i don't think i don't want to have some like confrontation over my lean over getting comfortable yeah i mean i don't know like I would figure um, maybe if you don't lean back to where your head is in their lap. I don't know how far the things go back. They don't. They go like an inch or two, right? Like that's yeah. Not, like, yeah. You, you it's barely not get any. You know what it is? Maybe like well, that person was watching TV, so maybe yeah. because that. I mean, but Look that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, people I even know. on the flight I was on, that was the person in front of me. They leaned their chair back in. I'm inclined to say fuck it and like yeah, just leave my shit back. The only thing I hate, and this happened to me a couple of times, and I'm pretty sure I've done it to people too, is you pass out and then your head lands on their shoulder. <laughs> like, I've had oh, that. Man. 
Yeah. Um, I've never had that happen. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've done that. it quite a few times. And I'm, I always worry, like, man, I hope I didn't drool on them. <laughs> that's how, that's how that's, all of good, like, romantic comedy. Yeah, started. exactly. That's how you're going <laughs> to fall in love with somebody. You'd figure, but the last time I did that, they ended up, like, pinching me on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Regina? And I never saw them again, actually. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought I had found love, but I was actually assaulted. <laughs> That's always the way. <laughs> Did you guys see the, the last Halloween movie? Um, the, I guess the sequel to the first Halloween. The first yeah, the Danny, Mc, the Danny McBride one. Yeah. The surprisingly good Danny McBride one. Yes. Um, well, I thought it yes. was good. So you both liked it also? I did. Yes. So apparently, um, and it went over very well with audiences and critics because I don't know what people have against the, the Jamie trilogy, but people just don't really like the ones with, or the one where Buster Rhymes gets his arm cut off. Like H2O, baby. Mm-hmm. H2O, exactly. People don't really like the Halloween sequels for whatever reason. <laughs> they're, it's because they're shit. They, because they're kind of bad. <laughs> hey, the second one's cool. Yeah, no, the second one's actually really cool. I like the uh, second one a lot. But then, like, you know, Rob Zombie got his mitts on it and ruined it all I over again. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. Like, But, I mean, there was a bunch of shit before he did I was going to say, well, in all fairness, like, I think from part three on, even though now Season of the Witch is kind of like... Uh, Season of the Witch has found its audience. <laughs> yeah, it does have an audience now. But, I mean, yeah, it was kind of downhill from there. And then, I mean, I like the four, five, and six, I think. But then after, I don't like any after that, so... Which is the Paul Rudd one. That's the that's a real weird one. Um, that is right after the ones with Jamie, I think. Okay, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. It's like seven or eight, I think. Okay, yeah. I yeah, forgot yeah. he was in them, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you're talking about, like, the Daniel Harris... Uh, right the, the, yeah, that Daniel era yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly so there's gonna be an exorcist here actually exorcist very iconic movie with yeah. some horrible i mean it has <laughs> part two is awful it's straight mm-hmm. up awful uh blake you introduced us to part three which right. I, I, I thought was very good which is actually. good yeah but but, no, but have, nothing like the first one. Oh no, gosh no. no no comparison i've heard and i think danny you watched it but i've heard that the tv series was pretty good for what it was yeah but uh it bad. i know that there was there's also there's like two preludes and i want to say or two prequels um i want to say they came out with like a year of each other and they were basically the same movie i think they were the same movie yeah they're they're like virtually the same movie with a few extra scenes in one of them right it's like requiem or something yeah Yeah. requiem and one is just like the prequel to the exorcist like yeah the title yeah so it's kind of a disservice to to and actually you shouldn't really have any sequels for the exorcist i think it looks like it's gonna get the same treatment as halloween and from these same guys same dudes, same okay. production, same director, same writer, everything. So I don't. That's very intriguing to me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I said I stopped. Told myself I wasn't gonna say totally a bunch on this. Episode. <laughs> said only, it probably said twice. It once. Okay. Twice. Uh, yeah. Whatever. But uh, yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I think this could be awesome. Uh, who doesn't like good demon possession other than the Conjuring movies lately? <laughs> The devil made me do it. Yeah. So okay. So I was I was I, I was uh because I've been gone for a while and so I I had to research this a little bit. Uh, so it's Bloomhouse, but Bloomhouse also did the Danny McBride Halloween. So we're on a that weird 50-50 Bloomhouse can do this right. But I'm okay also... with Bloomhouse, man. I like I, I like their weird shit sometimes. I mean, it's not all good, but I, I get. Down I, I'm, with... Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. If they're going to follow the template of Halloween, then I'm 100% down. I'm not worried about it being like Fantasy Island or anything like that. Like, they clear, <laughs> they, ha- they have an idea of what they want to do, what direction they want to go in. Like, um, and maybe, you know, because it's the second time they've done it, it might be more watered down. But I mean, it'll be kind of cool because like, this is going to be a sequel to the first Exorcist movie. It'd be kind of cool to see 
a true sequel to The Exorcist. I would. Yeah. Do, uh, do you want more priest action? I guess that's what the it's it's about the exorcist who's a priest. So I guess so that's what we want, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that that's where it must go. <laughs> <laughs> Is Linda Blair still alive? Is oh, it yeah. going to be like the Lisa yeah. Lee? What's the fuck? Leslie Nielsen? Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis? Leslie yeah. Nielsen? Yeah, isn't that his name? Leslie Nielsen is dead. Yes. yes. But I was going to say his his movie, his spoof on. Um... Oh, Devil in a Blue Dress. Oh, I thought you were thinking of Prom Night because he's in Prom Night. I thought maybe you were thinking of. Prom Night. Oh, dude, I actually love Devil in a Blue Dress. That's what I fucking love that stupid movie. It's a good one. <laughs> What, what's the other one? Oh, I thought it was uh, what vampires suck or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, Exorcist, I think, is one of those. Even though it's you know some things you don't really need a sequel to. If uh, anything does deserve a good sequel, then I'd say Exorcist does because man, that second one, it's it's really really bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's been underserved over the years. I mean even the Omen movies got were kind of cool. The sequels yeah. to the Omen were actually pretty cool. So yeah, underserved. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm always game. Let's let's go. The Omen also even even though the times are kind of messed up because he aged like crazy he, from one yeah. installment to the next. But I mean it follows his life from cradle to president of the United States. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. So hopefully they Was can. Was that do the some- fourth one? Uh, uh third one i believe so third one okay second one he goes to the boys school right no third mm-hmm. one it is the fourth one because the third one he okay. the third one he has the job that his dad has in the first he's like training. like sam neil or some shit yeah it is yeah. Yeah. The, yeah yeah and then he's a different dude who might be younger in the fourth one <laughs> it's really weird um they got julian sands to play him just <laughs> Let's see here. So H- we've, we've talked about A24 a lot and we've talked about, you know, their horror movies, their non-horror movies, their pedigree and all that good stuff. Uh, Lamb, have you got, did you guys see the trailer for it? No. I did. Just so, recently. So what did you think of Lamb or the Ooh, trailer? So, well, it's, it's a teaser trailer even at that. So oh, yeah, not yeah. giving much at all away, but um, oh, it looks eerie. Uh, Numi Rapace, I don't know how you say that name, but she's great. I like her. And yeah, it looks like eerie um, looks farmhouse. Like a, looks like an A twenty four horror movie. Very much looks like an A twenty four movie. But uh, I'm 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 I went from knowing nothing about it to being pretty intrigued, and still knowing nothing about it. Yeah, and still knowing nothing. I like. <laughs> I, I just saw a picture of it, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't look interesting at all. And then I started playing the trailer, and yeah, it actually yes, it, it looks very familiar. It looks very much like that studio but um it looks really good i mean it looks like it's a creepy fun horror movie yeah which we need more of let's just let's roll you know what it actually kind of reminded me of that damn movie we keep talking about um that welsh one i was like oh, the feast? yeah the feast i was like ooh, this has got like feast vibes i'm in oh, i kind of did except it was a little more um i mean it's still like an out in the farmlands whatever but it was slightly yeah. more urban because i don't know the feast was just out in the middle of nowhere that's true it's literally <laughs> Out in the middle of the countryside. So, Lamb, I don't, I, I don't know exactly when it's been, it should be coming coming out later this year. But as soon as it comes out, I would love to see it. Do you guys like lamb? Do you guys eat lamb? No, lamb's like twice. <laughs> I very camp. rarely have it. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, it's not a thing. I guess a lot of people eat, but no, but it's too. like in like everything in Mexico. Well, not everything in Mexican cuisine, but that's like a birra, birria. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like, that that is so popular right now. Is it really? It's like yeah. it's on the it's on the up. It's on the up and up. Wow, it's, all right. It's trending. 
This week, we're going to talk about Scales. Uh, Scales is a feminist fable from Saudi Arabia. It's about a village that has an odd tradition of sacrificing. Every family has to sacrifice their daughter to basically appease a sea monster to ensure that the fishing is okay. One year, a father decides he is not going to go through with the tradition. Uh, the girl becomes very strong-willed, and I guess we'll take it from there. So what do you guys think of the look of this movie? It's like super stylish. Yeah, it was super stylish. Go ahead, Super Dan. stylish. Yeah, I. that's, I think, one of the first things that pop out in this whole film. It's like a, you know, when you're looking at a, a an art gallery of just still, like, black and white stills? This is what it reminded me. I, I feel like we talked about it with uh, the wolf. The wolf um, house? The wolf house, yeah. This kind of gave me the same vibe. It's very art house and it's just, it's very pretty to look at. Yeah, it's its definitely, the its broadest appeal to me definitely was the, like, really, some really just great center shots where, you know, kind of just let your, kind of gather up the entire scene, takes, takes a few moments to, like, see everything that's, that they're <laughs> showing you. And they do that a lot, and uh, I did enjoy that. The, uh, I thought the use of black and white was really smart in this movie. It, uh, it accentuated everything, like the lights and the shadows, like black and white does, but the, the water looked really cool. The moonlight looked amazing. Oh, and, so good. And it yeah. just looked really um, dour. It really fit the tone of the movie. In the uh, synopsis, it describes this as a dystopian future. I might have missed it, but did you guys catch any of that? A dystopian no. future? No, no. Not at all. I got much more like of a secluded vibe, like ancient and secluded is what I got. Uh, yeah, I got, you know, <laughs> possibly fishing village in the mediterranean like that's what i got out of it but right in the log line it says it's in a dystopian future now maybe it's the sacrificing of a child part of it but i mean that's actually rooted in real life too so mm -hmm. i'm not quite sure what the dystopian future is i thought maybe i missed something and you guys saw something the feminist fable part that's not my description of it that's literally what it's described as it's whatever you're story. always calling everything a feminist fable these days <laughs> this is true and i do have i do have i do lean towards female driven works um especially the, the genre the genre category but um so this movie obviously has a very strong feminist message do you guys think it got it across Ah, uh, that's a great question. I I guess one of the things I struggled with this movie was what exactly the message was. <laughs> I, right. I, I, I really, so to answer your question, no. I mean, I, I did get that she, she was our, uh, was it Hayat or what's her? Oh, yeah, what's her uh, I Hayat. think it's Hayat. Yeah, um, Like obviously kind of like a, a pariah from the community and kind of an outcast who, who like gathers this new role. But that's obvious to me. But yeah. the, all, the everything around it, it's obvious that that's what they they wanted to tell that mess story. Or we'll get into the story in a minute. That's something there. They wanted to give that message. Um, and yeah, she doesn't get sacrificed. And yeah, she you know does what she does. But um, I don't quite believe they got their message across. I think that I kind of had to work it out myself. I mean, you can tell that that's what they wanted to do with it. But I don't think it was very effective in delivering it. Yeah, it, it seemed very disjointed in telling this story, I guess, or her story of sort, or the message, I guess. I I, I don't know. I, I and that I might that might have had a lot to do with how little dialogue there was. I was going to actually get into the, yeah. That's you're you're right. The lots of silence in it. Um. So I kind of found the silence. It's I thought it was very effective in 
that getting away from any sort of deeper message like the silence kind of draws you into what story that there is yeah. that kind of ties into the fact that there's really not that much of a story so i think it's almost like the silence wasn't an artistic choice it's that they just didn't know what to write <laughs> uh you know at first i thought it was it was kind of weird that i was like i i thought there wasn't a lot of dialogue and i was like no no because they're obviously talking right now but then there's like a minute or two of just dead silence i guess i guess going back to my original thought about this it's like it is a very i don't but movies can be art in a way this is taking that role once again they're trying to choose or they're trying to i guess use the dead silence to give you the awkwardness or the forces of this of this world yeah i don't know if like the silence was meant to like punctuate certain mm-hmm. things but like they try to they do they well what i thought was going to happen was that the the father was going to be more of a figure and have a bigger role as to as to being a person to help carry the story and whatever storytelling there needed to be like i don't think he says like more than three words in the entire thing they try to use him later in a, in a sense that i'm like well you, you like didn't earn it you didn't earn that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah totally like my dad. With you. and you mentioned daddy that music's are like our music of movies are art in a way it's like movies aren't art in a way movies are art like straight up but some art just it ain't good and it doesn't get its point <laughs> across and in this case um yeah like the with the father he doesn't earn it um I feel that the silence, I think it is supposed to punctuate like the setting and set a mood up. But I think when there is dialogue, I think it's generic, but I think the dialogue is pretty effective and more effective than the silence. I mean, you get a part where um, she's already uh, high, she's already considered like uh, a curse to the village, but Mm -hmm. she comes to this uh, section and or this part of the village where the guy says, hey, this is for boys. It's not for girls. You especially aren't welcome. Yeah. super super generic super to the point but it's a lot more effective than someone just you know on their hands and knees digging on the beach <laughs> there was plenty of <laughs> there is creature design in this and then there's also yeah. some others so what do you guys think of the the creature design and special effects oh wow mermaids huh yeah <laughs> mermaids yeah. yeah uh mermaids are tough man uh, i i think i think that's uh i used to watch that show face off remember that it was on sci-fi channel where oh, they were yeah, having to do yeah, like cost- makeups yeah. costume design yeah and anytime they ever had anybody do a mermaid or somebody decided to do a mermaid in the challenge it was either exceptionally well done or just a kind of a like a rubber joke and this was more on the rubber joke side of things <laughs> yeah. but 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 almost to the point where you know i appreciated how how bare bones it was i did like that they didn't go like super crazy with it but it just didn't look real great either it, it's kind of funny like the mermaids were not very impressive i didn't think i mean you know what the thing is if you have if you're going to do a bad creature or you don't have the money to do a great creature don't keep them on on for more than like five or six frames if that right but if you're going to linger on it for 30 seconds and you're asking people to take it apart the flip side to that is the scales that she's kind of oh. forming those looked really good yeah i think that might have actually been fishkin <laughs> it was was very well and this goes i think with the lighting and the black and white like i thought those parts looked really really good and the silence did kind of work in those moments Mm -hmm. totally and it also made like how like the characters were covered in like salt and and sand and stuff it made that whole thing kind of really pop and be much more of an effective uh special effect and and a makeup technique than i would have 
anticipated. So what do you guys think of the setting? So whether it's a dystopian future or whether it's just some random village off the coast of Italy, what did you guys think of it? I mean, it definitely looked desolate. It definitely looked like there was nothing else out there, like as far as like food and stuff goes, other than the ocean or the sea. And uh, no, I thought the setting was was actually pretty cool. That that was is really stark. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it added to to the story. The uh, I don't know why they would throw in dystopian in there. I really don't get that yeah. part of it. But um, I like I like I think I mean obviously it has to be on some sort of sea coast because of. Uh, where the story went but um i thought the village looked really good it was kind of um it's desolate but it also looked well worn and well lived in yeah i thought it was really well done i thought it looked really good i thought that the villagers looked appropriate because uh sometimes some movies that just i don't know it's supposed to be in los angeles and it's obviously new york or vice versa like well it's the world building i think that we get i mean again the dystopian thing okay but again, I, I, you know, when you're you're in these stories, you get a sense of how everybody lives, and especially like, you know, how you said like this is a, a boy's part, like what the character said. You're like, okay, this is like for sure they're like kind of like dicks to this girl, and, and you get that sense, you get that either way. But you you already know how they're treating her, and even before you get into the story, you're or before you get into her story, you're already knowing more about this world, I guess, without being dystopian, I guess. Well, there's really not much in the way of characters. I mean, Hyatt is basically the one who gets the most development. Mm-hmm. So uh, what did you think of her performance and her character in general? Performance is pretty good. I actually thought most of the acting in it was was pretty good. Uh, it was her character in general. I mean, she she definitely seemed like, like she had a lot of stress and a weight on her shoulders. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she did a good job of translating that across the screen. And, um, you know, it's a really short movie. So they don't, you know, you don't really have to... They don't give her a chance to like be overdone or like be a whiny kid. She's not at all, you know. She's like obviously like wise beyond her little years, and it's uh, it's a good job with it. I think that um, she's obviously you know you were supposed to root for her, and we're supposed to, I think, cheer for her for overcoming the patriarchal society and all that. In the past few weeks and months, like well, even last week, um, the beach house, we saw Emily, very strong character, very very fleshed out of it's a little bit of a longer movie than that well it's about half an hour longer than this movie so there's more opportunities for it but Aya doesn't quite come across as resourceful interesting or she's not a hero like to me she didn't come no, across no no i would she's just no, I sh- <laughs> and that's the thing it. which is which is sad because she's obviously not supposed to be i mean she's going against you know, I don't know how a centuries long tradition will say. So yeah. you would figure that there would be a greater, it would instill a greater uh, reaction from me. But I just, I don't know, I could just never get behind the story because, I mean, it was an hour and it was a stretch for it to be that long. I, I really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right about that. So uh, scale, see or no see, uh, Danny, I'll start with you. Uh, I say no see. The, no see. Yeah, the premise is interesting. But there's not a lot of things to like hook you in for an hour. I again, I really do think this was a tough watch. Again, if you see it in an art gallery, sit down, get a glimpse of this world, and you can leave. Yeah, I can't uh, disagree with you too much there, buddy. Uh, some really neat shots, but apart from that, um, I would I would not spend an hour of my time watching this. Um, a few weeks ago, we were talking about. Um slow burn movies and, and Danny mentioned like we like slow burn movies and I was like no not really <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't think of an example and this is an example yeah. of yeah. a slow burn movie that has no story therefore it's just not worth your time 
at all. And this one's only an hour. So uh, yeah, beautiful to look at. I mean, yeah, check out the poster or the trailer maybe or something. But I mean, there's no story. And I hate, I can't yeah. stand a movie that's just, it's a message for the sake of a message. And I can't speak for, you know, it, she, it's a Saudi Arabian filmmaker. So I'm, the message I'm sure is from the heart, but it, it just really doesn't come across very well in this movie. All right. So we got Ruggiero Diodato, the <laughs> director of Cannibal Holocaust. We got David Hess, star of I Spit on Your Grave and Last House on the Left, teaming up for one movie. So you know you're going to see some crazy-ass shit. <laughs> or it's going to be a generic slasher that you've never heard of in your life. <laughs> Body Count from 1986. So, so you get these two names. And these Cannibal Holocaust, Last House on the Left, I Spit on Your Grave, these are movies that I absolutely can't stand. And these are some of the most notorious movies of all time. So disappointed, ironic, funny. Like, what did you think about how lame this movie was? Oh, excuse me. Tame. <laughs> okay, so you showed us the poster because I was gone for the week. So you showed us the poster and I was like, hey, that's a really cool poster. So I was excited to see this film. I actually started seeing this movie yesterday. But uh, we had to take Kitty to the hospital. I ended up watching the movie with Kitty today. If a child could laugh, mind you, she's a one-year-old. If she could laugh at some like really bad kill scenes, <laughs> this movie's made for children. I, I really have a weird look into this movie just because I didn't see this movie with my kid. Uh, so well, I guess my, my question would be, um, or have you seen the other movies? Like the more I, I, have, I have not, I yeah, have not seen. Okay, I so let, we'll get more into the movie. Like I want to cover all the stuff that you talked about, yeah, but yeah. Um, so Blake, I know you've seen those <laughs> other movies. Yeah. Was it was this one so strange to you? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because I feel like those other movies, for better or for worse, they kind of just get up and go, and there's not like, uh, particularly Cannibal Holocaust. I, this this movie took lame is is an appropriate <laughs> word uh very lame very um well it, it, just, it just like won't get out of its own way for like almost like an hour and it's like an even it's like an hour before you even hear like what the slasher killer's name is or what it is really bizarre to be it, honest with you it takes a while to get going and it's i i figured i wouldn't like it but i was thinking like oh my gosh it's you know cannibal holocaust like i just saw it you know like three years ago and i felt so uncomfortable after watching yeah. it and, you know i spit on your grave and last house on like these rapey movies that take delight in you know be, having women get beat up and yeah. for 20 minutes at a time or whatever right. so i'm figuring this movie it's in you know during the slashers height of the slashers in the mid 80s I might not like it, but it's gonna it's gonna resonate in some way with me, and it's it's so by the numbers, um, except the numbers are way out of order and <laughs> <laughs> kind of don't go together. Um, so, um, like you mentioned, it takes a while to get going, and then yeah. um, you mentioned it's really really funny. So the beginning, it has like this. Well, it doesn't have a cold open. It opens, and then all of a sudden. It jumps ahead 15 years. Oh, and this is from 86. So yeah. spoiler warning, we're going to get right into it. We're going to, I mean, <laughs> this is yeah. a long time ago. So <laughs> did that shock the hell? Because I was so confused. Totally confused by that. That was actually, I, that was actually one of the funnier moments in the entire thing. I was like, oh shit, now we're in the van. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, okay. So this movie doesn't, it doesn't age does that make sense like you know you, you 15 years later you, it didn't you age see... two two days after it came out i think 
I feel like you know, like whenever this movie takes its timeline takes place, uh, it's just this movie is so odd. Yes, it felt out of place. The it being fifteen years later, I was like, okay, like nothing has really changed in scenery or set <laughs> or hair or stuff. Or hair. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I love the hair in this movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's some great hair in this. You know, what's weird about it is uh, the horror movies, like the slashers, they always start like that. Like, you know, there's the five-minute opening or whatever where two uh, couples hanging out in the woods and one of them gets killed or both of them get killed. And then, you know, it flash forwards like a couple of months or a couple of years or whatever. This one, they introduce you to a number of characters and they kind of even start giving them backstories. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so you're you're like, okay, these are gonna be these are gonna be the my my group that I'm gonna be hanging out with for the next ninety minutes. No, (laughs) it's over and done with. So, um, one thing I thought about. So, what do you guys think about the characters in this movie? It it, (laughs) there's a lot of them. There is a lot of characters in them. So yeah, I kind of lost track. I kind of lost track of who was who yeah. and when who was who was doing what and who was with what. Oh, was that guy just riding his motorcycle the entire time? Like what? Like, what? Did you? You know what I like? So, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't ride motorcycles, so maybe I don't. Maybe I'm the dumb one. But when he they first introduce him on, he's riding his motorcycle. He's pushing it, and then he jumps on it like side saddle. Yeah. And then he, is that normal for that kind of bike? I mean, I don't know anything about like, dirt bikes. I, I don't I have zero idea. But then he was like tearing up the hill next to the car. Yeah, I mean, he wrote it well after that, but it just seemed like it was, so that was a weird thing. The, the the doctor, like he was, was it the same doctor in the 15 years prior? And then the doctor they visited later? Because I think the only way I, I can tell so? he was a doctor, he, so. he had a stethoscope. That's the only way I knew he was oh, a doctor. Oh, then he's a doctor. They don't give those to people who aren't doctors. No, no, he had glasses. That's how I knew he was a glasses doctor. Glasses and it was weird too. Like maybe I, I wasn't paying, maybe I was paying too much attention, but in the beginning, like the, the the opening when they're playing the uh, I guess it's a basketball practice or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. then his daughter. Oh says, yeah, does weird. he make out with his daughter? It yeah, like, kind of does. Yeah, because she's like, "Hey, can I go hang out?" And he's like, "Well, you she's know, like, give me some sugar, yeah. baby." Yeah, and then he kind of makes out with her. Yeah, it's the eighties. <laughs> it's and then it's Portland. The uh, there's one character I really want to get into, but then the sheriff I found I thought was incredibly funny because he was so straight and to the point. Like when he's talking to David Hess, he's he's like, oh, you know, you got oh, to you gotta stop setting up traps. People are going to get hurt. You're jealous because I'm fucking your wife. It's like, yeah. yeah. Just right exactly. off the bat. Yeah. 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 And then I liked how he just proceeded to like stalk around in the woods with a shotgun for the rest of the movie. Pretty odd. So the, the character that uh, stood out the most for me, not for good reasons, is Sid. The annoying annoying guy. Fuck that guy. The annoying (laughs) fat guy was a staple of horror slashers. That's cool. Usually the first or second one to die. Yeah. This dude was into like the final four. (laughs) What the hell was up with that? And then his death is really lame considering how annoying he had been for the entirety of the movie. Mm -hmm. He's not the one who's supposed to die on a trap. Like it's someone you're like care for where you're like, oh no, why did it happen to that? This is the dude who should have gotten the knife through the throat and then he's in the falls out of the secret room or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, no one seemed to find him annoying. No. Like he there was no quips about like, ah, fucking art, shut the fuck up. You're always, you know, none of that. Like everyone's like, Yeah, you know what? This guy's all right. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like he he's you know, super generic, annoying dude, glasses upside down, like yeah. does weird dances, just talks a lot of shit, has a small dick. Like, yes. He's like just so, and you're right. Like usually in those movies, there's like who invited you, or you've been trying to get in my pants since we were in kindergarten. Like, no, he's like kind of one of them. He's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, it's totally cool. Well, so there's some really hilarious reasons for nudity in this movie. <laughs> and and the reason the reason for, for him to get nude was basically a girl being like, Yeah, let's we're about to hook up. And then she takes all of her clothes off to, <laughs> to convince him that an orgy is going on. <laughs> Which was actually one of the funnier scenes in the movie because she yeah. basically throws him into the house where he just proceeds to crash a couple watching TV. Yeah. Uh, that was actually pretty funny. That that was one of the parts of me. One, like you said, she just is a, he's like, I don't, there's no orgy going on in there. She's like, okay, but would I do this then? Yeah. <laughs> but then he goes in there and uh-huh. it's, just, it's it's two old people and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> he's oh. like, all right, let me pull out my dick. <laughs> last year we saw i think we all agree that um an unquiet grave was one of the worst movies we saw last year yeah very one of the things we all complained about was the poor lighting in that movie is this movie even (laughs) more poorly lit because i would argue that it is (laughs) again i'm not sure i saw light used (laughs) well you know in the very beginning and i believe this is before we go forward 15 years uh david hess is walking around out outside and then all of a sudden a voice starts talking to him and i'm like oh shit it's a killer or whatever but it's like his son and you just couldn't see him because he's oh right it was so dark i couldn't see him at all until like i think he opened his mouth or something but um yeah well, like half the movie takes place in like in an abandoned house with like no electricity yeah but hot running water gotta have that hot running water yeah i don't think i've ever seen and i'm assuming this was you know fairly maybe not blockbuster budget but sure had an okay budget like yeah, it has I, david hess in it it has David Hess, <laughs> director of Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Big bucks here. Like I, I couldn't understand it all. Um, what do you guys think of the music in this movie? Uh, it was super synthy. Weird choice in music. It was like but I can't think I noticed. To be honest, <laughs> it's funny. It was like they had the idea of, like you said, we're very synthy. So they were like, "Oh, this is what an '80s horror movie is supposed exactly. to have in it," but they didn't know how it was supposed to sound. I am very glad that you're saying that. I feel like this movie is. 10 years too late like it was filmed in the 70s mm, I can and see that, yeah. then edited in the 80s like late 80s <laughs> uh, so what you're every- saying is the first five minutes was actually shot it was real time is what you're saying really, yeah yeah i'm yeah. actually convinced that's true <laughs> see now it's not actually that bad you're just oh um horror movies are never uh, especially 80s slasher movies. They're not really renowned for their writing. This has some very, very poor writing, I thought. Um, I was going to say, what writing? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> they are in Colorado. They made it a point to, to, to let you know that, that that was in there. So someone did write Colorado at That's, some point. Well, and hilariously, for a summer in Colorado, all those trees sure were golden and yellow. <laughs> like autumn. <laughs> One of my uh, favorite parts was uh, a couple was like arguing or breaking up or they were doing something. They were mad at each other. And then the guy slaps the girl that and he walks in the other direction. He's like, oh, fuck this. And he walks in the other direction. And then the girl stalks off in another direction. And then all she hears like someone shouting and she's like, whatever, Brad, is that you? Yeah. You literally just saw him walk <laughs> the other direction. How could he be in front of you all of a sudden? <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite things is that right at the very beginning. When like yeah they like she's like uh, she's screaming for help the entire time she's like help help oh my god and he's like I mean do you really need help you put me on you, you put me on and then like she proceeds to scream bloody murder he's like Man, I guess I'll go check so I also love the part where and this is uh, also um, 
people are dying and everyone else is like, eh, they must be getting laid somewhere. Yeah. Like, no <laughs> sense gone, of urgency. No. <laughs> zero sense of urgency at all. Yeah, and they've been gone for like, well, in movie, in, in movie time, like the better part of a full day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been, a, and in some cases, probably a, a couple of days. A couple of days, yeah. One of my favorite parts, it's um, a few people have gone missing and uh, Benjamin, I think, is the army guy who ends uh, up being the killer. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, he's in the camper with another girl and i don't know what she says and he gets really upset at her he's like no they've been missing we got to find out what's going on like they could be really injured and then it cuts to um i believe it's sid outside doing some wacky dance or whatever and then he opens the door and then benjamin and the girl are just smiling and laughing playing like parcheesi or something (laughs) like no (laughs) argument it just happened yeah it's literally like 30 seconds later this, uh, <laughs> that being said he is a killer so i guess the bipolar part would yeah, he got over it quick yeah. yeah do you think do you guys think that there's any saving grace to this movie because uh <laughs> i did think that towards the end there's some kind of cool camera shots like when they're doing the sure. down the uh, the i guess the bat the, the bathroom with the showers on either side that was kind of cool that was cool yeah, no, there was there was definitely some stuff to like. I mean, I loved all the nudity. The nudity was great. The it was very I I expected it to be as like ridiculous. Like I said, like the we were talking about this last night a little bit. Like the uh, the one girl, she like takes off her top to literally look mm-hmm. around the the house. Like, oh, I better take off my top to like look around. I thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then like titty yeah, the yeah, exactly. But uh, the the witch doctor or whatever it was supposed to be i kind of like the look of that thing uh, mm-hmm. i thought i thought it was kind of creepy and cool but you know underused and totally and then the end jesus christ the end oh you got your classic <laughs> 80s <indie. laughs> um yeah. classic cliffhanger what did you guys think there, it, there's some I, and danny you mentioned the kills are kind of funny in it there i thought there were some pretty decent kills in it like some of them yeah not so great <laughs> but uh yeah. Yeah. The one where the girl gets it, the knife through the throat, and she's kind of—I oh, thought that was that good, was yeah. cool. That was uh, really well done. I thought there might have been one or two others in it. Um, I didn't think there was that much. Uh, I mean, those scenes are pretty graphic, but for the most part, there really wasn't that much gore. No, very tame on the gore side of things. Very. This movie, this movie sorry, was tame, all, all in a weird little way, you know. Except for all the nudity. It, I mean, it, it was gratuitous nudity, but very little gore. And actually, it was a thirteen-year-old writing it that just wanted to see some titties. <laughs> Pretty much, it, it's kind of funny. It's like the first—I don't know, forty-five. I guess the first two acts really. It's really tame, slow-moving. People are dying. Um, you're not seeing much. And then the third act, they're like, "Oh man, we got a lot to make up for." Yeah, <laughs> and that's when you start seeing, you know, acorn penises and. <laughs> girls walking around rant you know, topless for no reason like it it really makes up for lost time in the third act it sure does and again like explain to me why this was like there's no they don't give you any reason as to why this particular abandoned house which is like decrepit and broken windows yet has a fully functioning bath like why are they even using that place over and over and over again and have they not noticed that everybody who goes in there doesn't come out eventually? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really fun. And then, um, last week we talked about um, the "My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To," and it has zero backstory to it. Now this one it does give you well it has the opening, and then it has the um, it gives you kind of a backstory about the the shaman as they call him. The shaman. Uh, that's what yeah, it is. The the shaman. Uh, the funny thing is, like, they give the backstory, and I don't think they ever mention it again. I think you're right. 
They're like, well, he hated him because he killed his grandpa or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I believe that was pretty much it, except it turns out that uh, Ben or Thomas, his mom has been sleeping with the sheriff for at least 15 years, apparently. At least, yes, yes, which made uh, him go on a rampage or something. Yeah, Ben sees that, and I guess she made up the shaman story right on the spot is what I'm assuming. Oh, to protect her son. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that David Hess was just, you know, like he, I'm, I'm assuming he was a very violent husband. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm just basing it on the movies that he's been in. Yeah. And that, <laughs> nobody with that kind of hair is not a violent, violent. Yeah, that hair, that face in 1986 means you're, <laughs> you're drinking your Milwaukee's Beast and you're beating your wife. Yeah, and you're taking your belts off every chance you get. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just the way that it was so uh you mentioned the ending so oh god okay so <laughs> the ending and um i did get step away to get some water and then i came back and then uh they were arresting ben and or they were yeah. dealing with ben and then the husband or the sheriff looks up and he sees david hess running up into the woods <laughs> so did he think david hess was the killer or what was going <laughs> I was hoping for I, some clarity. I, I love the end because it was so stupid. What do you, yeah, what do you think, Danny? <laughs> okay, so I kind of just like, Pat, I had to do something with Kitty and I walked away and I just hear, Robert, and credits. Yeah. I was like, what <laughs> What happened? Wait, what? Yeah, so like I run back and this is, it doesn't give you any kind of like. Wait, does not the shaman show up and kill David? Yeah, the, the, the shaman shows. I, that's, yeah. It, it free springs on the shaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was kind of confused because it seemed pretty clear that the son yeah. was it like they had the evidence. He it was pretty cut and dry. What was his thing with? Did he just want to tell him like? Did he want to remind him that he had been sleeping <laughs> with his wife for the past decade and a half? Or what was going on there? Robert, I hit it and did not quit it. <laughs> And then the shaman. The, I'll see add, you in hell. To add insult to injury, the shaman shows up. So yes. uh, obviously, we're supposed to get a sequel here. Oh. Would you watch a sequel to this movie? Yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. I want to see all the fucking nonsense. Just give it to me. Yeah, fuck it. And I want it to be done. I want the sequel. To, I want to go back in time, and I want it to be done in like early two thousand sci-fi originals. And then, and then fifteen years later, it's now. Yeah, done by like uh, yeah. PewDiePie on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Play body count the video game. So, so, so like, okay. So here's my understanding. I, I so there was no shaman, and Ben was well, at least for this trip. Oh ben, no, Ben killed everybody, right? I think so. No, I think there's two shamans. I think so. I think oh. there's the orig- original shaman that he saw and, as a boy. No, no, no. Or yeah, killed yeah, his yeah, grandfather yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Ben was like batshit insane and then was also the shaman killing all of the his his friends he used it as like it was a it was a good story to yeah use. and he was just yeah. he was just back from the military obviously uh like living out that was a lie in like bosnia or something and then he came back and he wanted to like <laughs> kill more <laughs> very very confusing movie um <laughs> So um, the 80s was a time where slashers, you can pretty much do whatever you want and people would watch it. I never heard of this movie. Never, ever had heard of it until last week. So had you guys heard of this movie before? Hell no. no. Hell no. I, you would have thought you, because it's got a, like Danny said, like the cover of this thing, which is not the one that I saw on like online or whatever. But... No, okay. Well, my other question, I'll, I'll get to the cover right now, but go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, no, I, you would have... Uh... 
it's got like a striking cover. So you mm-hmm. would have yeah. thought I would have remembered seeing this in the in the video store, but I I did. Don't remember the cover at all. Like the one we looked at, we were all like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Yeah. Um, and it looks awesome. Like, um, don't know why this movie was overlooked in the eighties because it checks off all the boxes. It really does. It does. It's nonsensical nudity, violent eventually, gory eventually to an extent. Um, but I don't know. It just never. Uh, it it has. Um, that big bad in it eventually you get the big yeah. bad so i'm not quite sure why it was overlooked um yeah on tubi it has that different picture yeah that, that one looks like it was recently made like i don't know if they put the wrong picture up there or if someone did a reimagining of it or because that looks like a po- picture poster for like hostel or something yeah no it's it's completely like obviously done it looks like something from like the early 2000s yeah and and looks terrible and generic and uh yeah it's strange because the original it's awesome. box art it's awesome mm-hmm. yeah really really disappointing uh that's disappointing that if that is an accurate uh cover then that's disappointing yeah just how run-of-the-mill this movie is <laughs> yeah. so so strange to me so uh see or no see blake uh body count from 1986 because there's quite a number of movies named body count <laughs> yes there are no i mean i don't think you need to see this um i think there's a there's good reason for the last you know how uh, 35 years we didn't know about it <laughs> <laughs> danny what about you see or no see body count you know there is a good reason why this movie wasn't like talked about too much i do feel like this movie is two years 10 years too late uh, even though it's it's in the prime of like horror like slasher films i would say give it a go this is so dumb uh, you you'll complain about everything but i think if you see it with your friends have at it yeah there is that quality to it but um and then uh, you know the only reason i can say this is is if you're a david hess completionist or <laughs> if you got to see the, every movie directed by the guy uh... the accountable holocaust but it's just there's just nothing there not even for hardcore slasher fans is there yeah. there's just really no point in seeing this movie oh um every weekend you can find us here we're part of the morbidly beautiful podcast network uh, quite a number of horror theme podcasts and we're one of them so you can go ahead and check us out also if you have any ideas for any theme that you would like for us to do or any movie that you want for us to cover drop us a line we do have a open review policy and while you're doing that you can follow us on twitter over adventures in movies you can also find nathaniel on instagram at nathan Portes. you can find me danny on twitter and instagram at default underscore player and you could star 69 blake on twitter at four i four yeah please do please 69 me um i mean star 69 me. uh yeah uh next week uh hawaii hawaiian punch uh remember that drink probably something to do with that maybe not check it out <laughs> you can find us on apple podcasts you can find us on spotify you can find us on amazon music where they have podcasts or you can just go to morbidly beautiful uh, wherever you listen to us make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen and that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. We're going to throw away after this. Cop killer! Weeks.